Okay, so the bad podcast is no more. We've the band of brothers have disbanded. We were so bad we couldn't keep it going. And now it's the You're Worth It podcast. Yes, yeah, so welcome to the first You're Worth It podcast. Yeah, I, I think we're going to have to get Austin to make an intro. Did you like the bad podcast intro? Can we just redo it for um, You're Worth It? We'll see about that. So really what's happening is obviously it's going to be a lot of Brad and I on this podcast, but I I don't know. Am I kind of the leader in this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I might bring on some guests. We might have some special mom topics. But overall, that's, I mean, we're going to talk about marriage, relationships, things that maybe don't get talked about on social media um, or Twitch. Just making it a little bit different. So like fitness, family. Relationships, stuff. yeah. Yeah. I count that as family. Okay. But sure. I was, I was going for like <laughs> F words. For for relationships. Fornication. No, we can't. Oh, gosh. Whoa. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Sorry. That's the only F word I could think of. That's the only F word you could think of? <laughs> um, but. What about for people that don't know who we are, that just stumble on this podcast? My goodness. Well, hello there. Welcome to, you know, Brad and Aubrey's life. Uh, I guess. who Who is Aubrey Bromlow? Who knows, man? I don't even know most of the time. Um, so t- historically speaking, what social media knows is that, you know, Aubrey and Brad started their YouTube channel and social media platforms about five years ago. So in 2000, what, six years ago? Yeah. 2016, which May I May of 2016, believe. Determine Your Worth was born. Insane. So Determine Your Worth was our our first baby. It was LLC, our first yeah. LLC. First, um, it was our coaching company. And uh, out of that, you know, a couple couple years later came Memories Over Macros, which is what people know as my coaching company now. It's online coaching. So we have that going on. Um, And yeah, so, and then in 2018, we started Fat and Weird Cookie Company, which is Brad's baby. And I obviously help him with that. But those are our two main, you know, main Yeah, main companies. And then we have companies with partners in... 2020 we created motive uh brand um which launched in 2021 and then in 2022 we started murphy bromlow rentals <laughs> so so technically you know we're business owners we are the owners of like startup companies really um but uh, our pages on social media started out as fitness and food and they've slowly transformed into lifestyle, which incorporates um, travel and... And still fitness and food. <laughs> right, still fitness and food for sure. Um, yeah, just kind of sharing our lives. And now that we have a child, which we have a one-year-old now, um, now, you know, we started sharing more about parenthood. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to say, hey, this says, we're, we stream our... Um, podcast on twitch so that people can come in and interact with us um we try to keep it moving on the podcast itself so we're not as active responding to people um as we are on monday and wednesday when we do twitch from seven to eight central which is more of like a hangout just chatting um but we do love when y'all drop in and and maybe ask questions about what the topics that we're talking about so we can elaborate on them more but aubrey decided today she wanted to do kind of like uh marriage 
themed stuff and we were going to go over like a hundred conversational questions to ask your spouse. Obviously, we're not going to ask all hundred questions. No, but I thought it'd be a good uh, just kind of like starting point. Um, so I firmly believe that most couples out there, whether you're married or not, are not having actual conversations um, for females it is really important, I would say, for most females um, to, like, have those conversations uh, face-to-face, like, eye contact. And, like I said, it just doesn't happen a lot, especially um, given that we all have our phones now. Um, so this will be great for Brad and I, but it's something also that I encourage you to do at home. Yeah, there was actually um, a marriage counselor, I think, that I heard um, speak on uh, social media, and he said that the number one thing to save your marriage is devoting 30 minutes a day to, ha- to conversation. And I think a lot of people are like, well, what do we talk about? Like, especially Aubrey and I, like we spend all day together. So sometimes it's like, I could ask her about her day, but like I literally watched her day. You know, I don't know like the intricacies of like you were sending emails or who you were talking to, or, or, or maybe like, you know, if there was something that you had to that you had to overcome that day. But like in general, like I know what you ate for lunch. Like I know what you ate for breakfast. Like I know what you wore. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? Like I know about your day, I guess more than like the someone that like leaves, you know, and drives to work and, you know, yeah, sits Brad at a computer desk. Yeah, situation is definitely a little bit different than the norm. Um, but even still, we don't spend those 30 minutes a day sometimes. Yeah, but I, I, I already have seen some of these <laughs> questions and I actually want to know the answer to some of these questions. Yeah, so yeah. I think that this will be fun. So we'll just like go through a couple of them. All we did was Google 100 conversational questions to ask your spouse. So you can yeah. find it too. Um, some of them, are like that. the first question is, if you could relive a year in your life, what age would you choose? And this one's like really, really hard for me because like, I don't know the answer to that at the top of my head. Like, I feel like my life's getting better and better. So like, I'm, I'm a fan of this year, you know, I don't know. Oh, okay. So, uh, just me as a person, I feel like I usually see the silver lining in most situations. So I can reflect on a lot of years. And even though there were like some horrible things, let's say that happened, um, I usually just remember the good. Uh, so this question is really tough. It's almost like I want to categorize it between like, all right, childhood and then like my twenties, let's say college. And then lately, not just one year, (laughs) you only get one year, one year, relive a year in your life. I would say, yeah, the, I, I would say that pregnancy and having Letty. Yeah. So Somewhere I actually, in that zone. yeah. So I was actually going to say right before you got pregnant, like when we went, we went on the, like I would end it right before COVID, which would have been like mm-hmm. 2020. Mm-hmm. So like, I would say from uh, the year I would pick would be probably like March, 2019 through March of 2020, because that was like that. We did a lot of really fun stuff. I feel like that year, um, fat and weird was really taking off. We, we went on cruise. We we did like that whole trip in February. That was like a lot of fun. Yeah. So no, I, I would agree, and I think we went to Germany, didn't we? Yeah. Somewhere in there. Fibo. Yeah. yeah. Was that twenty? That was twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, and I remember thinking like April twenty nineteen. We're gonna travel so much, and then COVID happened, obviously, and it kind of ruined everything. And then we did the Arnold. So we did the Arnold in March. We did Fibo in April. We like had a I think a pretty good summer and everything because that was the yeah that was. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't, oh, yeah, we moved into yeah, we moved into the house in July of that year. Like yeah. we moved into Veranda Avenue. So, like, I mean, I think that was a fun year. I, I mean, mean, there were some things me that wrong. were real there hard. Was probably like some pains, aches and pains with fat and weird. It's usually fat and weird, you know, because a growing business just that's what it comes with. But no, that July of that year is when we moved into like the new small kitchen. So uh, yeah, I think that that was a good year. I would pick that year. Just because I, I don't know if I could pick another one off the top of my head. So I mean, I also, I also like 2015 was great. <laughs> the year that we met. Yeah. I mean, like that was fun. I remember going to the pool all the time, like right. hanging out. Like it was it pretty was. lax. Like, yeah, I think when you first meet someone, we moved into our like first totally home together. Yeah. I think that that's but obviously that's really we had great. some bumps and bruises along that way too. But. <laughs> right. So that's what I'm saying is like, I can, I can reflect on like a year and say, yeah, I don't, uh, there were some like little hiccups, but I would say mine would be right after what you're referring to, maybe like a mix of it. And then right after, because that year for me was a lot of, um, I mean, I was like in turmoil about not being able to get pregnant truthfully. So yeah. I do remember a lot of like yeah. bad feelings. So yeah. yeah. Okay. That what physical feature of mine do you hope our kids receive? physical features okay um i love your skin your skin color just it's always so nice so i'm hoping that let gets your skin my complexion yeah complexion um let's see i know that i've voiced this but like your bony knees like i <laughs> i hope she doesn't get my elephant knees that's what i call them and i'm saying that like funnily because I do like it's funny to me now it used to be something that I was self-conscious about but I just have like fat around my knees like and quads and I that's never going to change so I'm comfortable with it now but <laughs> I would rather her have your your lean legs I hope that she gets your um eyes and mouth oh, that's like you have you have pretty eyes and you have luscious lips oh thanks yeah so nice I'm I'm, I'm curious about her jawline because we have both, we both have pretty strong jawlines. My jawlines are very strong. Right. Yeah. But you also, you, you said that you had an underbite that got fixed. So no. I'm, oh. Uh, I never got fixed, but well, it just moved my teeth. Right. Yeah. I didn't break my jaw, so. At what point do we know whether she has an underbite? I think we would know by now. No. I feel like my face wasn't, didn't get like longer until like, People I got do. older. Yeah. I think your hormones like affect you, all that stuff. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, What so is your favorite date of ours? Is that hard for you to think about? You're like, oh, man. I'd have to. I don't know. Um, So probably the cruise that we went on with Connor and Lauren is like one of my favorite cruises that we went on. And it was because like. Long date. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I count that as like a date because it's a trip. I mean, if you if you just pick single date, uh, the Arizona baby moon was like a date because that was just a date. It was a night and we were just in that, that place for a night, really. You know, okay. we like went to dinner and then I'm we... Gonna, I'm going to pick, like think about our more traditional fire. like dates where it's like we left and came home okay, rather than a vacation. There was one date that I feel like you took me somewhere to eat and then you're like, hey, you want to go to Target afterwards? And I feel like, I don't know why I'm remembering that. It was here in Panama City. Was it I the Target on the beach? Mm -hmm. Oh. I don't even I, remember that. It's so silly and stupid. Where'd or we eat or dinner? like some of our day dates. Where do we eat dinner? I don't remember. It can't be that good if you don't remember where we ate dinner. I, I don't I'm just remembering thinking like, oh my god, that's so sweet that he asked. Like, let's yeah, let's spend more time together. Um, so 
remember but like something super extravagant but yeah i just like that we went to target um <laughs> so hannah <laughs> hannah asked how many kids do we desire to have and uh my answer is two like yeah. if, if we especially if i could be like girl boy done boom you know right. um if we had another girl would that make me want to have a third kid no i don't think so I mean, I think deep down inside, you always wonder, like, what would my son look like? What would it be like? But I just don't, I just don't think I could do three kids. I just right. Don't. And that's where I'm at, too. Like, I think two sounds really great. Um, three doesn't sound bad. I just don't think if we'll we have If we have three, I was, I, at that point, I'd be just like, why not have four? You know? Oh, it's just my like, gosh. Yeah. So a third one, I could see, like, kind of how your family works, where, um, like, seven years later, Stacey was born. I could see that. Uh, but could I you imagine though, I'd, like I'd getting a little bit too old? Like, yeah. You, you feel like you've gotten, well, not just that you feel like you've gotten past like all the kid right. stuff and then it's like, boom, here it is I again. Know, but I love the kid and baby stuff. So I'm just saying that's why I think I could see it because I love the stage that Letty's at. I loved her as a baby. Like I just love that age. I have so much fun. Um, but I know it's not like your absolute favorite. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's more, it's more and more my favorite as she's gotten older. Um, but I feel like two to three to four is probably gonna be my favorite age. Maybe. I don't know. We'll <laughs> yeah. I, I don't guess know. we'll see. It's all first time for me. <laughs> so, um, let's see that those questions are like, you know, have you ever been a studio audience for a TV show? I, I haven't. I don't think you have either. I'm starting audience. to think. No, I don't think I have. Um, if you had to do an extreme sport, what would you do? I don't know what's considered an extreme extreme sport. I can only think of like winter sports. The things that I think of are like, yeah, like water skiing and. Why is that extreme? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's extreme. Um, And like skateboarding and. It's a hard Snowboarding. question. Because I, I am not an adrenaline junkie. I am not a risk taker. I've never broken a bone, knock on wood. So this question just doesn't even interest me. What about you? I know you are a if total adrenaline If it's something junkie. about like like skydiving, is there some kind of skydiving extreme sport? I think I'd love that. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, Let's see. I just want to skip around stuff. Um, What's a new hobby you've always wanted to try? That's a good one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know yet. There's really nothing that you've been like, oh, I've, I've, I've wanted to try that. Like, that'd be fun. I mean, there's been so many things that I've started and not finished. So, like, longboarding. I had a longboard once and never really, like, invested time. I had a guitar and I, I know how to play the piano. So, I'm thinking, like, maybe, like, a musical hobby. So... I mean, I love music. I love singing and playing an instrument. I don't think I'd have it in me to, like, play a new instrument and learn a new instrument. But maybe something, like, singing and performing-wise, like, joining a choir in town or, like, you know, like, that that kind of stuff. Brad's, like, rolling his eyes. Not just that. I mean, it just doesn't sound fun to me, but it doesn't mean that's not a fun thing for yeah. you. It just, yeah. like, like, <laughs> singing in front of people is, like, a nightmare for me, not <laughs> not something I would ever enjoy doing. So, um, a nightmare. Does like learning to fly count as a hobby? Like I've always wanted to like fly. I think so. If yeah. you have the luxury of it being a hobby, then and not a career, then yeah. Well, I mean, I have the GI Bill, so it would be paid for by someone yeah. else. So, you know, or learning to weld. 
Ooh, Does that count? Like, I've always wanted to learn how to weld. My mom gardens, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's so cool. And in Florida and in Texas, like, you can literally grow all year round, and you can grow a lot of stuff. So that is something that I would love. I just feel like I tend to kill things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I would have to work on that. Yeah, probably. You could do some raised garden beds underneath the stairs. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> um. Let's see. There's someone spamming. Uh, I don't know what this is. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. What else we have? If you won the lottery, what would you do with the money and why? I mean, it depends on how much because some lotteries are, let's say, you know, five million, and then you end up getting like two million, and then some are like four hundred million. Okay, it's a hundred million dollars, and okay. you got it all. <laughs> All right. Um, so I would definitely give some to my family members. That's just who I am. And I know Brad and I have talked about this before, like whether that is something that we would truly do. I, I do. I do think I would. Um, and you'd have to do it and not care about what they choose to do with it. Because I think that's the issue is, hey, I'm going to give you this money and I'm expecting you to like make good choices with your life still. And Usually that doesn't happen. Yeah, I think the problem, though, is that they tend to, like, come back to you and want more, mm. you know? And so I think that you'd have to set that expectation from your side as well that, like, hey, I'm giving you this money, and, like, that that's it. Just because I won a ton of money, like, first off, like, I don't, I'm not required to give you anything, you know? But I'm giving it to you because I, like, I love you and I care about you, and I hope you use this to, to put yourself in a better situation. But I also said... You know, I brought it up like if you were a billionaire, you know, like had one billion dollars uh, even, you could hypothetically speaking like put enough money into a bank account that was gaining interest on it that you could just take the interest out and kind of give your family a payment every mm -hmm. year. So it really just depends on what you want to do. Yeah, you can give them a lump sum. Like you can be like, here's a million dollars or you can give them a hundred thousand dollars a year for the rest of their life. Right. So you just got to be careful, I think, with what you're going to do. And we'd obviously have to sit down and talk about it. But I, I think that um, I feel like I would want to take them on experiences rather than give them money. Yeah, so, so next up, what I was going to say is I would love to, like, plan trips with, let's say, family. But then also, like, just plan trips with friends. There, I don't really have places that, like, oh, my God, I want to go here. That's not really what. I, you know, I don't have that. But well, what about like what Breezy brought up? Like she wants to open her own winery and teach the community about science and have an animal so rescue have, on the I property. I have one stuff. other desire I was okay. going to bring up, but I wanted to finish like this little oh, sorry. family. Well, okay. I don't know if you have any more to say about the whole, you know, planning trips and families and friends. And well, I mean, the hundred million dollars, like that would equate to eight to $10 million a year in interest. If you just put it into an account, like performing like that kind of interest rate. So you technically would have eight to $10 million to spend per year without even touching your hundred million. And then anything that you didn't spend would go back in it. So if you were like, okay, I want to take a million dollars and divide that up between my family members, like give them $50,000 each family, you know, so that that's like, you know, maybe that's how you spend a million of it. And then you're like, okay, another million dollars I want to take to enrich the lives of my friends and families by planning a couple of trips that I take all these people on and do this stuff and then this and that. But I think the truth is like, I would live my life 
the same way I'm living it now, main, maybe minus the jobs, like take away the things I have to do for work. So like, obviously we wouldn't do fat and weird. We wouldn't do coaching and stuff like that per se, because it's like, there's no point in working because we already have the money. Right. Um, but so, yeah. So one thing. But I was saying like, le- like what I'm trying to say is level of comfort, like the house and stuff like that. I, I would live the same lifestyle. Like I wouldn't buy like a $10 million home and like all this stuff. Yeah. So. I'm fine with like a mediocre, like a middle, middle-class life. You yeah. Know? I would say that, you know, buying a house in Montana would be a desire for sure. So that you had both, so I can go see my family, you know, and use that time and place to do that. But one other thing that I have a desire in my heart to do, you know, maybe I'll never do this, but, um, I want to start a, I think it would ca- be categorized as a nonprofit, um, but kind of like a make-a-wish situation where, uh, you know, we take funds and put it toward a trip or some kind of, like, desire for a family, but not someone who's, like, got a terminal, you know, issue going on, uh, but a family with kid with disability. Uh, so I, I've imagined that, like, at Disney, but I don't know if I want to, like, just keep it to just Disney trips. Right, because maybe like, maybe the kid really wants to go deep sea fishing or something, right? right? Yeah, so. or Legoland or you know whatever it is. So so you want to you want to so start awesome. like a make a wish that is experience based for children with disabilities. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know, know if there's something like that that already exists though? I'm sure there is, um, but I mean, I'm even thinking about starting it. Like let's say I didn't win the lottery, but like that's just something that I have wanted to do, and I. I think once you start those things, it just kind of snowballs um, personally. And so it's like, yeah, maybe I tr- plan like one trip for one family in 2023. And then the next year, you know, plan even more. Yeah. I don't know. I just think yeah. it would be awesome. I know. I mean, I know some people we can talk to about it. Wouldn't it be cool to like vlog it? Like I think people would just find that such a source of like happiness and hope. Yeah. To like watch videos and experience a little bit with that family. So. Yeah. That'd be so cool. Um, someone asked, would we ever sell um, Fat and Weird if we got an offer? And it just really depends on what the offer was. Like, I 100% am, like, there's people out there that was like, I'll never sell my company no matter what. I'm not like that. If someone made an offer to me and it made sense, I would totally do it. So, um, yeah. Let's see. Which of your parents are you most like, Brad? Oh, you wanted to do that one. I just skipped yeah. over it. Um, my dad, 100%. Really? Um, well, my dad, I feel like I'm more like him probably like personality-wise. I'm very outgoing. There's a lot of things that he does, that uh, things that I actually probably get annoyed by that I also do. <laughs> um, but then I'm probably more like my mom mentally. Um, so I know that's kind of weird because your personality is like a mental thing, but different I guess like I am uh an overthinker I am a planner I am uh like a lot like my mom in the aspect of like how I think and the way I do things and my mom I think is very much acts of service and um just the way that she loves and communicates that love and then just like her her I guess mental aspect of things. She she is a little bit have has a little bit more anxiety. I think <laughs> like I do and things like that. And then I have obviously my dad's personality, which is a lot more outgoing. You know, talk to people all day sometimes. So yeah, I I would completely agree with you. Yeah, I think you're both for yeah. sure. What about you? Um, 
I don't think I drift to one or the other either. I would I would argue that like nobody probably does. Um, I am probably a little bit stubborn like my dad. I'm going to say, I, th- I think you're a lot more like your dad than you know you are. Because yeah. I've spent a lot more time with your dad, obviously, as of late, and a lot of one-on-one time with him. And I think you are a lot more alike oh, yeah. than you think you are. <laughs> um, yeah. He's, um, in his older age, has become a lot more emotional. And No, I don't think he's become more emotional. I think he's allowed y'all to see more of the emotion. I think he's always been an emotional person. I think he's hidden that based on some traumatic experiences in his life. But Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess you're saying I'm more like my dad then, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I do. I think you are. I think you have a lot of characteristics that are similar to your mom, but I, I don't think that you're like your mom. Like if I had to pick just one, because if you had to pick just one for me, you'd pick my dad, I think. I don't know. Oh. I think I might pick your mom. Okay. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but your da- I've, I mean, there's a lot that you're like your dad. It really <laughs> is. I mean, I don't mean that in like a mean way or anything. It's just like you you, you share a lot of characteristics with him so it's very interesting yeah i'd like to talk about that more later <laughs> um what are your love languages someone asked yeah so mine's mine's definitely acts of service is how i communicate love i think but i don't really know how i like to receive love because it's not it's not a language it's it's not a link like a love language i i just want to be desired and like wanted you know, so yeah, it's so not, I don't think that's even like physical. It's, it's hard because it's not, it, well, I mean, it's, it's in a physical aspect. It's in a verbal aspect. It's, um, so it's just weird because like you've never, I've never seen that as a love language. So it's like someone could tell me that they're like, oh, I, I love you or, oh, I find you really attractive. But to me, words are empty without, you Red, know, without. Brad can tell you what he's not, you know? Yeah. And that's where it's like he doesn't. He yeah. Doesn't because I feel like it. anyone can say words. Like I could turn around and tell anyone in this, in this like chat, like, like, oh, I love you. You mean the world to me. And it's like, prove it. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm like, I'm like kind of like put your person. money where the mouth is. Yeah. And I'm not a gifts person person just because I'm like, unless it's something that like I actually need, which I have everything I need in life. It's just, you've wasted your money. I'm sorry. Um, I just don't need it. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I guess to me, if anything, time is the most value, valuable gift. So unless you're gifting me with you, um, so I guess it, it is kind of an act of service thing is how I feel love. But the act of service for me on a intimate level is like to feel wanted and desired. Yeah. So I know that's like, it's deep. Really well, deep. but I, that, I think that's why I have a hard time with love languages because it does feel a little bit rigid. It, it feels a little bit like you're boxed in. Um, and so sometimes when people have asked me like, oh, what's your love language? I'm like, I don't really know if I can pick just one because I, I do enjoy a lot and maybe like a combo of a lot, but I can like Brad, I can tell you like what I don't, you know, what doesn't matter to me. And that would be acts of service. Like I typically, I'm like, eh, doesn't really, you know, make me feel loved. Um, I'm a quality time person. I think I love gifts. Well, the, uh, the hard part of it is with quality time is like you like quality time when you want quality time. Right. Cause there's times when Aubrey's like, I just want to watch my shows and you just go like you go just go away like don't spend time with me and so I'd argue that quality time people want quality time all the time with their spouses not all the time but like majority of the time where I feel like there's a lot of time that you just want to be alone um, and like decompress and it's just a part of that dynamic is we are with each other or just in proximity throughout the day Um, 
I think that yours is like more of like this deep conversational stuff. Like you are like, I guess maybe that's why I'm saying quality time because yeah, the conversations like eye contact, those things are really important. It's like mental stimulation is important to you. Right. Or like you're interested in what I have to say. Like you're interested in, you know, these topics that don't matter, you know? So would you say that yours is also feeling wanted and desired, but it's not a physical thing. Yeah. So like my want and desire is a physical want and desire. Like I want to feel like you like truly like long for me, if you will, you know, and your want and desire is a mental thing. Like you want and desire to feel appreciated, to feel, um, like you contribute and things like that. Yeah. And, and sometimes that's offered in quality time. Sometimes that's offered in words of affirmation. Sometimes I feel that in physical touch. So that's why I do have such a hard time with love languages. I think it's great to think about and to think about what your spouse needs to feel loved, but it is a little bit like limiting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think the love languages are, are a little bit too, like they're they're not encompassing enough to all the things that that need to happen but i i mean i can tell you that like you know when someone flakes out on me it hurts my feelings a lot more than it may hurt other people because i am acts of service so like your word like people's word means a lot to me and if you break your word then like you're pretty much worthless as my friend so unless there's some kind of like really huge event that stops you from coming to say something that you're coming to like it really does hurt my feelings that you back out so don't tell me yes and then back out. Don't tell me maybe and then back out. Just say no. And then if it gets closer, you're like, hey, I actually can make it. Like that's a win, right? <laughs> so yeah. maybe that's a trick for me. Just tell me no. <laughs> so, um, And I don't think that your love language necessarily changes with your partners unless there's a couple of things that you really need and you used to have one lower down because you were used to getting it and then now you're not getting it. So maybe it presents itself higher up just because like you didn't realize it was so important to you. But in general, I think the way that you feel loved stays the same. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Breezy said, y'all have the sweetest connection. I completely agree. Yeah. Um, but I want you to know that at home, like, I want you to know, like Brad and I, our relationship is not perfect at yeah, all. I think that that's something that we wanted to talk about too, um, is that like a lot of times that social media can portray like such a perfect relationship. And I've said this before that almost the more that you see couples posting about each other, usually not all the time. And this is not a hundred percent. Usually they're going through something bad unless they're just the kind of couple that always kind of post about each other. Like Aubrey and I kind of post lovey dovey stuff here and there. Um, but like, if it's like, you're like, man, they're posting a lot of stuff about how much they love each other. I, I really think that's usually when there's the most turmoil in a relationship. Yeah, we, We've kind of seen this pattern of like, man, they're really in love. They're posting a lot. And then like, yeah. You know, two months later, they're getting a divorce. So. How many how many divorces have we been through with friends in social media right now? I mean, there's one we know of, another two one that's going to be occurring mm-hmm. soon. And then, uh, you know, you can go back to like our Houston days, Three. you know, that one. Um, yeah. So, I mean. Yeah. there's a lot, I mean, 50, you said 50% of relationship, uh, marriages end Yeah, so right now it's 50% of first marriages end in divorce and then like 64% of second marriages and then 72% of third marriages. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We're aiming to not be part of that group. Yeah, but I mean, we, Aubrey and I go to counseling. Like we have issues. Like we get mad at each other. Like we definitely do not have a perfect <laughs> relationship. Um, you know, I think that, you know, part of it is like just choosing to work through those issues when you have them and even if you like sometimes feel like 
they're so big that you're never going to get through them all, but you both have to be willing to do it. And I think it's what happens is one person decides that they just don't want to do it anymore. And that's when a relationship ends because truly I believe that I could be married to probably a thousand different people, if not more. And would some of these relationships be easier than the relationship that Aubrey and I have? Yeah, probably just statistically speaking. So, but the, like to go out and test that again and find it out and all that stuff. It's like, is it, is your problems that big to overcome? Because you're never going to have no issues. I really don't think that. I don't think you're going to have no issues. It's just not going to happen. No well, one's perfect. So I think with all the divorce couples that we know of recently, it makes me think of, well, yeah, it, yeah, it's a lot easier when you just get a divorce. Like, yeah, the divorce process is not easy. Depending on where you are in a family. I mean, with us, with kids and businesses, it's not very easy. Right. But I would Lots say in strengths. general, there's a. it's sometimes easier, I think, for people to think to start over than to fix what they've got. Right. Um, I, yeah, I think that, and I, I think that's why it is kind of that simple choice. Um, and again, we're just kind of making blanket statements here. Every uh, situation is different for sure. Um, but... <laughs> Sure. Would life be easier without Brad um, necessarily, you know, the, the arguments or the fights, let's say, the, the, some of the things that we've been through? Yeah, um, but I, it's not a choice that I plan on making ever. Um, so I think this year especially I did, I, I finally realized and got what people meant when they say that marriages work. Because it is a choice. Like, I love you, but today, man, I really don't like you. And so today, I I am working on liking you. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. I, and maybe that sounds bad, but it is true sometimes. And then someone said, Do we have we ever dabbled in Enneagrams? And the answer is um, no. No. <laughs> I mean, we've been told that a million times. I've looked at them. But the truth is, I think that I can't properly assess myself is really the truth behind it. Um, you know, there's a lot of times that, you know, truthfully, um, if you want to know the real you have someone else that's very close to you, fill out that stuff for you. And at the end of the day, I think that, you know, they're not going to be a hundred percent spot on, but like, that's like a lot of those Enneagrams will ask questions like, do you want to, this is just, this is not really true, but like, do you want to eat steak for dinner? And it's like, yeah, well, most of the time I do, but not every night. So maybe I am not this one, you know? And I think that's what I talk myself into. I'm like, this one is kind of like, seems like you always want this and I don't always want this. And, and even if it's like 50, 50, I don't like putting myself in that box. that makes it seem like I always want that thing, but no, I don't know. Maybe Aubrey and I should do the Enneagram test, but we did a uh, fun, I guess, to do it and then talk about it on a podcast. But it's also a lot of work to figure out your Enneagram. There's like <laughs> lots of reading and I just don't got time for that shit. Yeah, that's too much work. Aubrey and I did do one at our, at our couple's therapy session, like counseling session where we filled out one and it was like a security accountability. What else was on there, babe? Like um, uh, safety, affirmation, so. safety. There was like attention. a bunch of different attention. So there's like eight different buckets and, and you kind of ranked everything from like one to five. And then, uh, from there you kind of picked out what your top three and bottom three were. Um, but even that, like there would be a, a say, say a category like, uh, was attention or something. And there'd be ones that had like fours and fives in, but then there'd be a couple that have like a three one, or yeah. a one in. And so, and it would barely beat out another one. So it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, it, those kinds of things are really helpful because then you see how you're similar with each other um, and how you can kind of like feed and foster those parts of your relationship and then, you know, where you're different and where you're seeing like, okay, 
this person doesn't necessarily, this is how I can make this person feel safe and comfortable in this relationship. And, and I think it's important because you can dissect like in attention, since there was like five questions, you can dissect like what about attention is actually important because they have a one, even though attention in general is like their favorite thing. There was one that they completely disagreed with. What was that one? And like, what's the thought process behind that specific thing? Because maybe I think that I'm giving them attention, but I'm giving it in the way that they don't, that that's the one for them. Like I'm hitting the wrong note. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I love, in music terms, I love the way a C sounds, but you're giving them a C sharp, and they really love C flat. <laughs> I just made that up. Is that even real? Uh, yeah, it could be. Okay, sweet. <laughs> Good job. I'm a musician. so That made me think of one piece of encouragement that I want to end with, but did you have something that you wanted to say before I end it? Um, wait, you were ending the podcast right now? Is that what you're saying? I just have something that I think we could tie Close it, it in? Um. And then Breezy asks if I'm very analytical and I'm, I'm a very analytical person person, and I don't attach emotions to analytics. So that can be very rough for Aubrey because I'm like, I just say like, it doesn't make sense to do this. And she's like, yeah, but emotions say we should do this, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, but go ahead if you want to wrap it up. Um, so one thing that our counselor has continued to say when we have been in sessions is you have this strength and you have this strength. Like Brad has this, Aubrey has this. How can you blend those and make those work for you to be stronger as a couple in your, you know, as a team, in your businesses, in your family? And so I, that's what I think I can encourage you about if you're in a relationship, uh, a permanent relationship. Look at the strengths of your partner. Look at your strengths and um, come together and really make it a goal for you to move forward and use those strengths as a team, like, and not let it push you apart. Yeah. Cause some of those strengths can be things that you actually don't enjoy. Like Aubrey doesn't like certain aspects of my personality. Okay, so Brad is quote unquote a lion and I'm a golden retriever. So. Right. And so like a golden retriever sometimes will do whatever it is to make you happy at their, their own expense. Whereas a lion will be very vocal and verbal about what they don't like. And sometimes that can come a bit harsh, like a lion's roar. Um, but it's really just them trying to protect. And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be them. It could be their family. So a lot of times, like I can see Aubrey getting burnt out over a situation and she's not willing to tell the people that. And I'll watch her get burnt out and so I react very harshly towards that person because I'm protecting Aubrey and they get like, whoa, that was like, why'd you come at me that hard? But I'm coming at them hard because I'm like trying to protect Aubrey. Um, and so what we've learned is that Aubrey has to let me set boundaries for herself because she won't set those boundaries. So I have to be the one that kind of sets and enforces those boundaries that she needs to set. But then she's also the one that will sometimes like needs to communicate things for me because a lot of people, um, think that I come off like too rough with them when it's just like my, my personality and I don't mean anything by it. Like I don't like when I tell you, I don't like something, I'm not saying like, I hate you as a person. I'm just saying, I don't like that situation. So Aubrey's better at delivering that to people. Rather than, you know, letting those things, those qualities and strengths like drive you apart, like think about and consider how you can put them together and, and use it for like the better of your family. Yeah. So 
That's great. But we, uh, but I still want to end our our things on would you rather. So right. you need to pick one more question that we can ask while I look up a would you rather. Okay. <laughs> what would you do with a week of solitary confinement? So, like, does this mean, like, can I be solitary confined, like, with a pool? Like, my dream yeah. is literally to wake up every day um, in a sunny area that has a pool in the backyard and, like, get on the computer made for a little bit, like, maybe do some emails and then just, like, lay by the pool and swim, maybe work out. Like, could you imagine if you had, like, a little garage gym that's, like, attached to the pool, like, a you know, and like Katie and Hayden have? Work out like right there, yeah. and then just like go jump in the pool when you got done working. That's my dream life. It's literally I think I would boring. Agree. It sounds very, very nice. Yeah, it sounds boring to most people. I would people, probably though. read a little more than I do. Probably just I, so I essentially just said I want day. Katie and Hayden's life. That may sound terrible, but you never know what they're going through. Okay. Would you rather have a flying carpet or a car that can drive underwater? Flying carpet because I just feel like you'd get places faster and driving underwater, like, sure, I could go to, like, Europe from here, but... You could do that on a flying carpet too, right? But I think it would be faster that way. Go zoom. Yeah, I'd need need to know the analytics behind this, like, how fast (laughs) does this go? Um, Talking, like, submarine status? Yeah, submarines are slow. I know. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Um, How fast are they? Just kidding. Don't tell me that. What? That's so weird. Um, yeah, that was a weird one. Okay. Um, would you rather be the best in the world at climbing trees or the best in the world at jumping rope? Climbing trees because there's a lot more trees around than rope hanging. Yeah, but I feel like I could go viral on TikTok with my jo- jump roping skills. Yeah. Wait. Okay. Yeah. But just what are you gonna do? Like film yourself climbing trees on TikTok? Yeah, I'd be a human monkey. Well, I guess if you put like a GoPro on your head. Yeah. I'd hang out with the animals. <laughs> it says both you could conceivably make a living with and both are pretty good cardio. Okay, last one. Would you rather never run out of battery power for whatever phone and tablet you own or always have free Wi-Fi wherever you go? Free Wi-Fi. Same. <laughs> Yeah, I fi- you should pick the battery one, though, because your shit dies all the time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, so someone asked, is the lion and golden retriever actually terms based off your personalities or just examples? Um, Please just use them as an example. No, th- no, there I- it's a test. I, I forgot. Uh, he, remember he it. said there's a lion, a golden retriever. A there's gopher. like a beaver. beaver. Oh, beaver. A beaver. Yeah. Um, we'll have to maybe ask him and see what, yeah, we'll have to see what the test is. Maybe you can look up like got a lion, golden retriever, beaver personality test, but apparently it's a test you can take. Um, and, uh, just based on like our personalities, you know, that he's experienced through counseling and situations and stuff like he's kind of put us in those genres or whatever, but well, that's it. That's our, our podcast. Did you enjoy it? I did. Yeah. So are we going to keep going through these questions? Next week? Sure. I guess we essentially end, ended at question like 10. I'm really excited um, to read question 13 with you next week. But don't tell them. Okay. They'll have to come back. Um, All right, guys. I hope it. you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I hope you enjoyed the Worth It, Your Worth It podcast. Um, you're, you're worth, worth it. it.